Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hi, welcome to this episode of the Feckit Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly, I'm an eating disorder recovery coach, and today's episode is one that's a little bit more scientific. So I'm bringing in a bit of neuroscience again. So if science isn't your thing, then you might want to skip this episode. Although I'm going to try and keep it as simple as possible, not to patronise you at all, but just to hopefully help everyone understand, no matter whether you have a background in science or not. Today's episode then is about dopamine and the value that dopamine can have in our eating disorder recovery motivation. So if you want to know how to use your brain's dopamine to keep you motivated for your eating disorder recovery, then keep listening. If you don't want to know, then you can switch off now, I won't mind. So when it comes to dopamine, many people think of dopamine as a feel-good brain chemical that is key in rewarding us for behaviours or when we reach a goal. And the other way in which dopamine is often thought about is as being a crucial factor in the way that the brain works when it comes to addictions. And these understandings about dopamine are entirely correct. Dopamine is involved in reward processes in the brain and as a result of that it's known to have a significant role in addictions. But neuroscience research now tells us that dopamine could well have a more important role in the way that the brain works when it comes to motivation as well. And if you do know a bit about how dopamine works to motivate you and to reward you, you can find ways to use what's known about how our brains function to motivate yourself when the urge to do something that you know you need to do to achieve a recovery goal is lacking. And let's face it, you know, lacking that motivation to do something that you really don't want to do in recovery because the fear is so strong can be a big issue in eating disorder recovery and can be something that really holds people back in quite a big way. Firstly, though, let me just talk a little bit about the role of dopamine in the reward processing in the brain. When we do achieve something, dopamine is released within our brain, and as a result, we get a real good feeling from it. And then that really good feeling from the dopamine drives our brain then to seek ways to repeat the behaviour so that we get another hit of that really good feeling again. And because of this, dopamine is often thought about or termed the molecule of more, as it drives us to continuously want more of whatever it is that's causing the dopamine release in the first instance. And this is where the great minds behind social media platforms use this fact about dopamine to design features that ensure that we constantly return to their apps to see if we've had any more likes or new followers because they know that each time we get a new like or a new follower or see a new post that we like on our social media feed, that our brain gives us a little release of dopamine. 
And then that little release of dopamine makes us stay on the app a little longer, scroll through a few more posts, put up another post of our own and waste a heck of a lot more time. So in this way, dopamine is incredibly powerful at rewarding our behaviours and motivating us to repeat them. And on the flip side, dopamine can also drive us to avoid behaviours that our brain perceives as uncomfortable or unrewarding. And in these situations, we'll get the dopamine hit when we avoid the behaviour, not when we carry it out. So an example of this, you might think about a child who's been asked to tidy their room and then realises that their worn down parent has given up on nagging them about tidying their room. And so they get a little feel good boost of dopamine from their seeming escape of having to do something that they really didn't want to do in the first place. And you might also recognise this dopamine hit with the eating disorder. Usually when you've managed to avoid a situation, perhaps a situation involving food, that your brain perceived as a threat. So if you've managed to avoid that situation, it can be very real that then you'll get a little feel-good feeling that is coming from a dopamine release when you've managed to avoid that food situation that your brain perceived as threatening to you. And it makes you feel good in that short instance. But of course, that function of dopamine is actually really unhelpful in recovery. When the behaviour it's rewarding you to avoid is something like eating more food or sitting the fuck down, which you actually need to do in the pursuit of your eating disorder recovery goals. So therefore, dopamine can work for you in terms of rewarding behaviours, driving you towards a goal. But the opposite can also be true if the brain at a deeper subconscious level decides to reward you to avoid the actions that you actually need. And in this case, as I say, for recovery. But when you do understand how dopamine works in this way, you can find ways to target dopamine release in your favour. And I'll talk a bit more about that in a moment. But as I said at the beginning, dopamine is not just active in making you feel rewarded when you achieve something or when you avoid it. Neuroscientists now know that dopamine is present in the brain even when there's not a rewarding reason for it. So at times of very high stress, which is in no way pleasurable, the brain has been found to have raised dopamine levels. And through a number of studies, it's now understood that the brain releases dopamine, not just at the end of an action to reward an outcome, but in order to motivate us to take that action in the first place so that we reach a place of safety or a place of pleasure once we've gone through the stressful period. And studies have also found that people considered go-getters had high levels of dopamine in areas of the brain known for their role in motivation and reward. And at the same time, people who were more inclined to be life's slackers had higher dopamine levels in another brain region known for emotions and risk perception. So therefore, the researchers concluded that the role of dopamine was more relevant to motivation and risk-benefit analysis than it actually is to the ultimate rewards we get from it. So if that's the case, how can you use this knowledge to increase your recovery motivation? When you do understand a bit more about how dopamine might work in the brain, then you can find little hacks 
to get dopamine to work in your favor so that you feel more motivated to do all those things in recovery that you know you should do, but you just haven't been able to find the drive or even the courage to start them. And so for this, you need to find ways to ensure that dopamine is constantly being released when you carry out actions that take you towards your recovery goal so that that will then keep you motivated and it stops the brain recognizing and rewarding actions that might otherwise keep you stuck or even moving away from your ultimate goal. So the best way to go about this is to focus on the big picture of your goal initially, pulling on all the great things that that goal is going to give you when you achieve it and the sense of reward you will get at the end of it. In practice with eating disorder recovery, you could set up a mental image of just what you want your life to look like when you're fully recovered and when the eating disorder is no longer any part of your life. Imagine what you'll be doing, who you'll be with, where you will be, the positive emotions you'll experience and really get as detailed as possible in your imagination so that you can see just what it's going to look like. You can really feel it deep down and within yourself. You can really feel how it's going to feel to be in that recovered self, in that recovered life. And just really get such a focus on it that you can almost touch all the incredible rewards recovery will bring to you and to your future life. And then use a stepwise approach towards any goal and reward each step when you've achieved it. Because each time you recognize and reward yourself for a small step, you'll get another hit of dopamine in your brain and your brain will then learn from that and will start to release more dopamine to keep motivating you to repeat the same behavior and get even more dopamine hits. And again, in practice and eating disorder recovery, this could be as simple as having eaten that whole pizza, giving a whoop of delight and, you know, forcing it if you have to, some positive emotions and giving yourself a pat on the back, telling yourself you're on the right track. So eat that whole pizza. The fear might be there, but when you've eaten it, just be celebratory about it. Just be like, yes, I've done this. I've overcome the illness. I've managed to eat this pizza. I am a bloody superhero. Because when you don't reward the journey towards a tough goal like eating disorder recovery, and if you just wait to reward the final endpoint, then you're not going to get the dopamine hits as you go to keep propelling you forwards. And so instead, the motivation to keep pushing on will be a lot harder to find. Now, you've perhaps heard the question in the past about big goals where somebody said, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. So what they're talking about is, you know, it looks phenomenal to eat a whole elephant. This is a really bad example for eating disorder recovery, but I'm going with it anyway. But if you take it one bite at a time, actually you get through the elephant in no time at all. And it's not such an overwhelming goal to have to face in the first instance. And if you then take each bite at a time of the elephant and you reward each bite, you'll be motivated to keep going with eating that elephant. And that notion is based on dopamine and a few other brain chemicals, but we're going to stay focused on dopamine for this episode. So each time, as I say, you take a bite of the elephant, you're making a step towards your goal. And after each bite, you should stop and reward yourself for it so that you get another hit of dopamine 
that feels good and it motivates you to take another bite. And the more you keep going with this, the more your brain will learn that eating the elephant is a rewarding thing to do and will start to pump out a bit more dopamine to keep you motivated to take more chunks out of the elephant so that you will have to do less to force it yourself. And okay, you know, we're talking about eating an elephant here. Perhaps that was a bad example, or actually maybe it's a good example for eating disorder recovery. Maybe you replace elephant with whatever foods you want to be able to eat for recovery, and you think, how do you get yourself able to eat all the foods in the world that you want to be able to eat without fear, without anxiety, without having to compensate afterwards? You take it one at a time. You face one big eating challenge, you reward yourself for that, then you face the next one and you reward yourself for that. And each time you reward yourself, that dopamine will motivate you to push you on to face the next thing. So just then, a couple of final thoughts on this. In the world today, they talk a lot about grit and that we should all have more grit to stay on task and achieve our goals. But to me, making progress in recovery and achieving your goals is not just about grit. It's about using methods that will work to help you get where you need to go with less risk of becoming burnt out and defeated. So for any goal you have, no matter how big or small, make sure you know your why behind it and that will make it easier to reach. Then with the goal you want to achieve and your action plan in place, Break the plan into steps and reward each one as you achieve them along the way, which will give you more motivation to keep on going. And if you do want to keep hacking into some more brain chemicals to make it even easier, if you also use gratitude en route to your goal, which releases serotonin into the brain, then you know serotonin is restorative and that will allow you to become more externally focused and help you to keep going when the road to the end goal is really long. And if you are recovering from an eating disorder or disordered eating and seeking ways to find courage and motivation to reach your recovery goals, just remember you don't have to do this alone. There are people out there who are willing and able to help support you. So use all the support that you can get and just keep going, keep pursuing your recovery, keep focused wherever you can and as much as you can. Because the more you focus, the more you reward yourself as you go through the process the faster you'll get to your end result and that vision of the future life you want without the eating disorder will be yours before you even know what's happened. So I hope that's helped. I hope that's given you a bit more understanding about why we talk about rewarding goals on the way to recovery, why that matters on a brain-based level. Sometimes it really helps to understand the science behind some of this advice that you're given because unless you understand why you're being given this advice, it can all sound a bit airy-fairy and a bit sort of hippie, <laughs> if you like. I'm Helly, I'm Nita Disorder Recovery Coach. Keep going with your recovery and I'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.